Wow, we have really got to change this intro music for Nahon. It doesn't. It does not make any sense at all. Uh, so I'm back today. We are. We are. I, I don't know about you. I'm on the edge of my seat. Neha is taking us through an incredible story. Uh, it's absolutely incredible. Neha, I'm really blessed and honored that you are telling us this story today. So we're going to get going and get right back into it. Uh, for the CXN Experience, I'm Grad Khan, and here we go. It, it, I want to tie this together with sort of the sort of our theories of how the world works, right? So, because mm-hmm. um, I, I, I think a lot of people over time, come to some conclusion that there's something going on. Like some people call it the matrix. Some people call it God. Some people have, you know, there's all sorts of different explanations, but I think ultimately it just, it just seems like there's something happening. I, but both my daughters, mm-hmm. um, when they turned five, they could ask for anything they wanted. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was pretty cool. I say, and what a five-year-old wants is usually like, they never asked for Ferraris and stuff like that. So it was a very manageable <laughs> request. But they, they didn't feel like there were any restrictions. And uh-huh. so my oldest daughter, when she turned five, she wanted to go to New York. She wanted to see Bernadette Peters on Broadway in Annie mm-hmm. Get Your Gun, which ironically, about seven years later, um, my oldest daughter ended up uh, being in that show wow. uh, at Massey mm-hmm. Hall in Toronto with uh, Louise Petrie but, and, and Billy Ray Cyrus, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, oh. And uh, so it's very, some very funny stories. Um, mm-hmm. Especially Miley Cyrus, who was there, like there's all sorts of stuff. I can wow. tell you, but we'll, we'll, we'll save that for another day. I need, I so, need to um, meet your daughter. <laughs> oh yeah, she's so cool. She's <laughs> so much cooler than I am. It's actually, it's not even funny. Um, most people assume she's been adopted. Uh, so the um, so anyway, so we're so we're she's not. Uh, so anyway, so we're we're in New York City. It's the mm-hmm. it's the um, and I totally um, accidentally, you know, this is just my own stupidity. Booked this trip the week. Uh, the weekend or the week in the weekend of the New York marathon. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, and so it's Sunday, which is the end of the New York marathon. And so we're stuck in the middle of this insane million plus crowd of people. And we're like, and my daughter and I are trying to get a, back to Toronto and we couldn't, couldn't find a taxi and we couldn't get out. And I was carrying her on my shoulders and it was, it was pretty crazy. And so, mm-hmm. We go into uh, St. Patrick's Cathedral, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not super religious, as you probably know, but uh, but we went into St. Patrick's Cathedral. It's very, it's a gorgeous piece of architecture, and I wanted to show it to her because I was showing her New York. She'd never been to New York before. And we stayed at the Waldorf Astoria, and uh, we went to Broadway, and we'd seen all these shows. It was, she had a really, it was an amazing experience and nice. very life changing. And of course, she ended up being a, a music director on Broadway. So, you know, it was a very Great. prescient move too. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so we're, so we're in St. Patrick's and we, and we, we, I just said in a very unusual move for me, uh, mm-hmm. I decided to pray for a taxi because <laughs> I didn't know how we we're going to get to the airport because <laughs> you couldn't get a taxi. Like, there were no taxis available because there was like oh, a million wow. people on this run. Right. And she paid for a taxi as well. And St. Patrick's. So we go back to the Waldorf, we get to the Waldorf and we're staying in the Waldorf towers and lo and behold, a taxi shows up that's available wow. to take us to the airport. Yeah. Now, hold on a second. Then another taxi shows up right behind it, also available <laughs> to go to the airport. Sweet. And like literally, we spent the entire day trying to find a taxi and hadn't been able to find a taxi, right? Well, you should and have just earlier. <laughs> well, I turned to Myrna and I said, uh-huh. wow, that's so weird. Two taxis. And she looked at me. Very like nonchalant, very much 
in a child's view of the world. And she goes, well, dad, we both prayed for taxis. So <laughs> we each got one. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Which is awesome. Anyway, like, so, of course. Two of us. Of course, right? And, yeah. and so, but to your story too, it's like, yeah. like, how do you, how do you interpret the sort of the forces at play that caused all that to happen? Like, how do you, how do you think about like the universe, the matrix, the, you know, like what, what's your, what's your thinking? Is that coincidence and just random? Or do you feel like somehow the universe is providing and, and giving you things when you need them? I'd love to hear your philosophy on that. Cause it's, to me, it's a very interesting part of what people think. Yeah, no. And my life, just because of all the experiences I've had, I've, you know, been forced to go from someone who completely believed to becoming a non-believer completely to then it's been a, this journey for me to kind of have like my faith restored in a way, you know, instead of full faith in this universal consciousness, not in a person or a thing, but that force is very prevalent in my life. Like, how do you, how do you account for all the people that John Kaplan knows he picks Raji to send this audio to, right. you know, and like, I know, oh, I know, it's so crazy, right? And of all, it's the places, so crazy. It's it's crazy, and of all the places that Raji would go to spend five days, someone who doesn't have any time, he chooses. To I've come never to known him shop. to spend five minutes on anything. I don't understand <laughs> when five days. He really did a five day retreat. He did a five day retreat. And How did he sneak that in? Because I don't even remember. I don't remember him being gone for five seconds. Like, <laughs> that, is there like a Raji robot? <laughs> is, there, is there another Raji? Just, come, you can tell me. Is there a twin? There's a twin, right? Because there's, there's something going on there because it's, it's way too much. I guess so. <laughs> Somebody that we don't know. Maybe he's doppelganger or something. Like someone that goes to the, to the retreats or fell in for him when he's doing all of that stuff. <laughs> Wow, that's amazing. So, so you're yeah. so, so in there, like in classic story structure, yeah. there's a great book called Story, um, mm-hmm. which is like the sort of how stories are created. Uh, basically, the way a story starts is that it starts with stasis, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, have you ever seen the movie Gravity? Um, no, I haven't. The, I should watch it. No? Oh mm-hmm. my God, it's such a good movie. But it's, a, it's kind of a classic sort of version of this. So, basically, uh, the stasis is their a bunch of astronauts and they're, they're in the space shuttle and they're repairing a satellite. Just kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of normal moon mission. And then um, there's an inciting incident. And so mm-hmm. the inciting incident is that a, a, a pile of space debris comes along and destroys the satellite and the space shuttle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And so, and so there's, and it's quite a dramatic scene because, you know, it's... Um, like um, they all survived. Well, no, not they don't all survive. Uh, so, and so Sandra, so Sandra Bullock, and George Clooney survive. Okay, I have seen gets... Gravity. I take that back. I thought this okay. was like some old Gravity you're talking right. about. Yes, I have. Yeah. Seen so, that. so yeah. Sandra Bullock and uh-huh. George Clooney survive. So, but basically, then it's essentially they they go from um, they go back to their space shuttle. It's destroyed. Uh huh. Then they go to the uh, Russian station. But it's like, or they, or they go to the International Space Station. I can't remember. I think it's the International Space Station. But it's like disintegrating. 
And then they go to the Chinese space station, which doesn't even really exist, but they go there. <laughs> and and then and along the way, George Clooney like loses it too. I hope I'm not ruining this for anyone, but the movie was 2013. So you're just gonna have to sort of, yeah. And yeah. uh and then but basically there's this, it's what's called a hero's journey, right? Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. Sandra Bullock is the hero of the story. And essentially what we're doing is that she has to overcome obstacles after the inciting incident to try to return to stasis. And then she successfully returns to earth and survives. Mm -hmm. and, and stasis is, she's back to normal, right? So she could go back home and sleep in her bed and blah, blah, blah. But it's a new normal and that she's not in space anymore. Gravity mm -hmm. is one of the most perfectly constructed movies from a story standpoint. And so, um, and so if, as, as I think about your story, right? Mm -hmm. So you had this like sort of life where you're very, very spiritual. So mm -hmm. I, I don't want to put words in your mouth. So correct me if I'm saying it the wrong way, but you're very spiritual. Protected. Spending a lot yep. of time on it, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Then you had an inciting incident, which was the spirituality wasn't what you thought it was, right? So you, there were the, the, it was it was a false spirituality. So you lost faith, right? Mm -hmm. And then you had a hero's journey of some kind as you found your way back to spirituality, right? And then you're at a new type of spirituality. It's not the same as the one you had before, I suspect, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but there's something there that's the same kind. So talk to me a little bit about your hero's journey. Like what were the, the obstacles that you had to overcome? Somehow you came, you got from India to, where do you live now? Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay, that's a big... <laughs> so, Charlotte, North Carolina, was a long way from India. So, so somehow yeah. you made it from India to Charlotte, North Carolina. Like all that sort of sort of happened. So what was, what was your journey to make that happen? And what were, the, what were the obstacles you overcame as sort of the hero on this journey to kind of recover your spirituality? So what that incident did was, it was like a disruptor, right? It completely mm -hmm. shattered... Any classic concept. inciting incident. Yeah. Yeah. Like any concept of spirituality, God, believe in people, everything. Right. So the kind of person I am, I do everything with intensity. So I went from one end of the spectrum to the other end of the spectrum. And right. the most, I think there were two or three things that really kind of like accentuated it because I couldn't tell anybody in my house right like oh, this would have kind of like uh, been a big issue at that time and the reason why I'm comfortable talking about it is because my mom's no more you know so it's like I'm not so connected to my family anymore so but what it did was the worst thing that happened to me through that was I lost faith in my own ability that I can judge who to trust and who not you know interesting and interesting that, that wow, was, that's tough. That was, I think, the most fundamental like thing that for the next seven years, it was all kind of like the after effects of that. I never got any counseling because I never told anybody. I never had. And like I, I came back and it was a full pivot. I went from being like four hours of spiritual practice to nothing and mm. went directly to college. Right. Like as if nothing had happened and I just brushed it under the carpet and, you know, things kept building up and I didn't realize until I became like a facilitator for med you know, meditation stuff where I now actually do workshops with, for people who have a lot of trauma, I had complex PTSD. And that then sort of showed up in every relationship that I 
had ever since till about say 2000 like 7 right this thing happened in like 2004 until 2007 like everything was downhill and i got to a point where i was drinking half a bottle of vodka to sleep because nothing else would get me to sleep wow and these are great mm-hmm. obstacles wow this is a real hero's journey wow <laughs> I think it's a little too intense. I was telling you, like, it has a lot of twists and turns. But when I hit that rock bottom, like, I developed inflammation in my pancreas, yeah? And I would be getting excruciating pain in my pancreas. I would have to call the ambulance. I was in my job at by, by that time. And and then I, I remember this flight I was on from, it was from Hong Kong back to India, and I was, just, I don't know which, I was reading a book and I just had this moment. I was like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. Like if this wow. is life, I just can't do this anymore. And it was not just that thing that had happened with the guru, but similar things had happened like two or three more times. And I was like, I can't do this. Like this is rock bottom, like a bad breakup and you know, things that happen. And I remember that's when I kind of like came, I remember coming home and I saw this banner in my apartment complex, which said breathing and meditation. And I was like, you know, this is happening. It was happening on the floor below mine. So if it was going to happen in some distant location, I wouldn't have felt comfortable going, but Mm. it was in my Mm. building. And that's when I walked into this workshop where they were teaching these tools And I remember the first day walking in and I was like, you know what? I'm not buying down in front of any guru. I'm Mm. I'm not into that. Like you physics teachers teach you physics and you don't bow down to them, you know? So I'm so grateful for that teacher who was just so patient with me. She was like, just finish this. And I remember at the end of that four-day workshop was the first time in years I slept without drinking. And wow, that's great. What a story. Yeah, and I haven't ever had that pancreas pain. That's just gone. And so initially, like, it wasn't like I believed in it right off the bat. Like, I was like, okay, great. It took me about some years to be like, okay, this is legit. You know what? Like, so there was a journey there too. But I started doing the breath work as medication. I would stick to it as medication. And I remember my father came to visit me after like five, six months of that. And he's like, your face looks different. Like there's something different about you. Mm. And um, and yeah, and so like the first few months, it impacted my health. A few more months and I was like, okay, I'm in the same job. The same things have still happened in my life. But now I'm not crying and getting hospitalized. But now I'm actually right. rejoicing. I'm switching the lights off and dancing to my favorite song, you know? So this is amazing. And then I started to do, look into more advanced breathwork stuff and meditation stuff. And sure enough, like the long-term, after about two, three years, I had this moment where I realized that usually someone would say something like in India, you know, there's a lot of gender disparity when you come at in terms of work that was one of the reasons why i wanted to move yeah. uh, out 
Yeah. If somebody would say something at work, I would rush to the loo and be crying, you know. And this thing happened. The like a guy made a very nasty comment, which would have gotten me to rush to the washroom. But now I was like, yeah, whatever, you know. And I was like, holy cow, what just happened? Like, I'm not crying, and this isn't affecting me. So it had made me more resilient and. I remember very clearly that was the day I was like, you know, I wish somebody had taught me this. You know, somebody hmm. had told me that just by breathing, you can be stronger inside. Like you can learn how to manage your emotions. And that's when I decided to kind of like become like a facilitator. And it's been such a rewarding journey. Like the more I learn, the less I know. And um, that's hmm. when... you know my parents were like you have to get married you know typical indian in complex ptsd what happens grad is that there layers right so there was a lot of healing and i wasn't getting triggered so much but there was some deeper ptsd was still there and i remember not being ready for marriage and dad was like what the hell is going on like you need to get married like that's the indian culture right my dad's very forward thinking in the way that he never sort of discriminated between his girl children and his male you know sort of boy between the kind of education we got but he was very clear that i don't care what job you have and what career you have you need to get married you know that's my responsibility so i remember not being ready for it but then i decided i was like okay what what's the worst that can happen i'll get a divorce and So I got married in like 2010 and I moved to the US after I got married because I'd come here as an exchange student uh, a few years earlier and uh, so that was when I got a little bit more deeply ingrained in the facilitator track I went to business school and then I it turns out that I got married to someone who was who had other preferences so to speak Whoa. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wow. Wow. <laughs> It's a country song. My god, it's a country song. So, I Oh my you. god, other preferences. Well played, actually. Well played. I got a tip of the hat to that one. Holy smokes, that's incredible. See, so I so let me can I jump in for a second? So I just got to give you a I got to give you a break for a second. This is super intense. I got a towel off or something. This is just extraordinary. And Neha, thank you so much. This is just yeah, yeah. the openness yeah. that you're giving us here. Uh, it's really helpful because it really helps other people that are on journeys identify and connect. Uh, so that's it for today. We're going to come back with Neha tomorrow, and we'll kind of conclude this sort of three-part series, and we'll we'll dig into brain science and a bunch of other things. Um, but for the CXM experience, I'm Grad Khan, and I'll see you next time.